Welcome to the Village Church Podcast. Thanks for stopping by and taking the time to listen. We've prayed that this podcast channel blesses and encourages the Village family. So lean in with an open heart, eager to grow, and enjoy the episode. Morning, everyone. Today we're going to be looking at Psalms 37. Um, If you want to go through to that in your Bibles, open up your apps if you have to. So Psalms 37 is a beautiful and impactful set of scriptures. They're scriptures that give us guidance, direction on choices in life. Now, we don't have much time today, so we're going to be skipping quite a few of the scriptures. We'll touch on them, though. The ones that we do look at, we'll find that they inspire us to be delighted in God, enamored in God, in love with God, and that he takes us seriously. He has a hope for us, a future for us, that he understands us and our humanity, and he, has, he loves us. He has sent his son. But then the moment of the apple. Humanity has the power of choice. And let's face it, us as humans, we don't make the greatest choices, do we? Not for a long time. And so God's word is sent to us through the Bible. It it gives us guidance. It gives us those instructions on, on so many things in life. There was one word in particular in Psalms 37 that stood out for me. We'll get to that in a moment. And it forms a sentence of four words. You want to know what that is? Join me as we map out Psalms 37. Mandy, all yours. Now, a map evokes thoughts of treasure. And treasure and a map, well, that deserves a good story, right? So I'm going to need your help today, kids, and maybe some of the adults. We need a main character for our story. And I'm thinking, one of the seven dwarves, just for fun. (laughs) Give me a name. Sleepy. Sleepy. Yeah, Sleepy's good. Okay, Sleepy it is. Ooh, that's going to make the story tough today. I was hoping for Grumpy. And how do all good stories start? Once upon a time. However, this isn't a fairy tale, so we'll start it the way Jesus started a parable. There was a man. I'm going to struggle with the name Sleepy, I'll tell you that. Sleepy lived in Gordington, near Hamilton, Horsham Downs, and he, he was known to go to church. He was a good chap. He was kind. He was generous. People liked him generally. He tried to stay out of trouble, but trouble seemed to find him from time to time. He often thought to himself, man, I am this good person. I, I probably deserve a little more in life, don't I? But he also knew that he shouldn't be throwing stones at others because uh, he could probably do things better himself. He was determined, however, to master himself a bit better, spend time in the Word, and today he came across Psalms 37. In that section of Psalms, he found instructions, guidelines, and we're going to call them a compass. A compass keeps you on track, it shows you where to go, and that's exactly what God's Word does as well. Ultimately, it helps us find... Mandy, our treasure. So our treasure today is going to be in understanding God's heart for us, what he wants from us, 
So let's see what Sleepy, oh man, Sleepy, of all names, starts off, Psalms 37 starts with, do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. But hold the line. What does fret mean? What does the word fret mean? In modern English, it means to worry, to be troubled, right? Let's go back to the Yiddish word. Give me the next slide there, Mandy. The Yiddish word, karo. Eh? Karo means to get angry, to be angered, to blaze with anger. How many of us have actually blazed in anger? Hey, happy little chappy, isn't he? He goes to church, good fella. But then next minute, woof, we flare up because of something somebody said, something somebody has done. Hey? Oh. Yes. Oh, no, he's proper, proper angry there. Hold the line, hey? So he's Googled that word and it says karom. Now, fret comes up a few times in Psalms 37. Halfway through verse 7, it says, Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. You see, Sleepy knew that he wasn't particularly good at keeping control of some of his emotions. He'd get fiery with anger. Oh, they haven't noticed me. Oh, they didn't love me in that group. I didn't feel welcome. Think of Jesus up on the cross. He had sacrificed everything. He's hanging there. And he's thinking... Lord, look at these people. I've tried everything. I'm hanging up here for them. And they still don't get this? No, I'm out. Call the angels. I'm tickets. I'm, I'm gone. No, he didn't do that. He was Christ-like. He sacrificed himself for us. So there's that Christ-likeness that we're going to be looking at this evening. <laughs> this evening. It's going to be a long service, people. <laughs> Let's move on to verse 7 quickly. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. We know that that means, we know the word fret means evil. But when we get through to verse 9, when we get through to verse 9, what does that say? Ooh, sleepy, woke up on this one. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Well, thank you, Lord. For the promise of the second half of that scripture. Those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Those who are evil will be destroyed. You see there's discipline here in verse 9. There's a consequence. You're evil, destroy. You hope in the Lord, inheritance. Human choice again comes in. As he read further he started to realize that there were promises that God was making. All he had to do was follow this compass, these guidelines as to where God wants him to go. The next he went through to Psalms 37, which says, trust in the Lord. Keep going there, Mandy. Give me a few more. Keep going. There we go. Trust in the Lord. Thank you. Trust in the Lord and dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now Psalms 34 verse 8 tells us that when we trust in the Lord, there's a blessing, right? And that's a pretty cool promise. Now what does trust mean? It means to be bold, confident, sure, secure in the Lord. Where's your security? So trust had caught his attention 
The next word that he came across was that one word in the sentence of four words, delight. It brings everything together in Sleepy's mind. See, Deuteronomy 6 verse 4 says, the Lord, the Lord is one. That word one means the only, the first, the original, the one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. See, what is our purpose? What's our purpose here? It's to seek fellowship with God, right? The gospel, I'd heard this said the other day, the gospel is not a survival kit. What's our, what's our motivation as Christians? What are, why, why are we Christians? What are we motivated for? What, what, why are we doing this? Is our motivation to get to heaven? I've accepted you, Lord. I've done this. I've got my ticket to heaven. I'm over, I'm over this planet. I'm over these people. I'm over. Bring on the Rolls Royce. I'm out. What about the others? What about the others out there? What have we been called to? We've been called to, he painted the picture, fishes of men. And just like a fisherman will catch a multitude of fish in a net, we have been called to love others. Or are we just hanging on a ticket to heaven? The second commandment was, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, for there's no greater command than these. So let me repeat. Is our motivation to get to heaven? Or is it to follow God's loving instruction, to delight in him, and to love others? So how do we delight in God? Obviously relationship, fellowship, study the word, get to know him better. Follow his commands, Romans 7.22. Think, would God approve of this? And be obedient. You see, Adam and Eve's misbehavior led to their downfall. Disobedience will never bring about a blessing. Never. So just as we are to delight in God, Psalms 147 tells us that he delights in those who put their hope in his unfailing love. See, God's promise of giving you the desires of your heart, well, sleepy, really, really like that idea. What are the desires of your heart? Oh, a nice place to stay. Uh, yeah, maybe a bit bigger, a bit more money maybe. Oh, phone. My mates will quite dig this phone. This is cool. Maybe a bigger boat. Take my mates fishing at Raglan there. Go catch some fish. That'd be amazing. I'm going to need a lot more money, thought Sleepy. Let's put the delights of your heart just one side. We'll come back to those in a moment. See, verse 5 said, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he'll do this. Verse 6, he'll make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Vindication means he will clear you of suspicion. He will clear you of guilt. Clear you of any doubt that, any, that he had of you. So the next point in that scripture that jumped out to him was the word righteousness. Or righteous. Must be an important word because it's all through the Bible, right? We see righteous plenty. What does it mean to be righteous? Oh. It means morally correct behavior, godliness, purity, justness, or fairness, endurance, 
pushing through in Christ-likeness. See, 1 John 2 verse 29 simplifies it for us. It means to be born of him. Your old self, your old ways, your old thinkings, and you've made a conscious decision to accept him and move into a godly way of thinking, a Christ-likeness way of thinking. Psalms 119 verse 172 talks of God's commandments being righteous. And in 1 John 5 verse 3 it says, For this is the love of God, that we can keep his commands. Why? Because they are our compass. They guide us. So old sleeper is sitting there thinking there for a moment. And he pondered this promise just a little bit more. So he started realizing that maybe it wasn't so much about sleepy so much now. Maybe it was more about God, putting him first. Meaning that if he delighted in God, was enamored in God, fell deeply in love with God, made everything that he was thinking about God-focused, well, he would naturally begin to want what God wants. And so, sleepy suddenly realized, by doing that, he would get what his heart desires. Why? Because he's awesomely in line with what God wants. See, the words delight yourself in Yahweh, it carries a connotation of joy, a connotation of satisfaction, contentment. It implies a deep sense of happiness. And that comes from a close relationship. Suddenly, Sleepy was wanting a little bit more. His heart was awakening to the reality that it wasn't so much about Sleepy anymore. There was a lot more in plan for him. But he needed to dig deep into God, our unfathomable God, our awesome God, the one who does wonders, Yahweh, the one and true God, the God who is interested in his creation, not separate from his creation, God involved with his creation. Acts 17, 28, in him we move and have our being. Now, verse 7 seemed quite easy enough to understand. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Oh, Sleepy's thought, this is a nice one. But did you know that there's a treasure hidden in verse 7? There's a treasure hidden away in verse 7. And it's in the word patiently. Now the Yiddish word is cool. Now that's a pretty cool word. You girls are going to love this because and maybe the guys will understand this as well if they've... See, the word cool, the Yiddish word cool, it talks about labor in childbirth. Hello. Suddenly, that's not such a cool word anymore. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. See, Sleepy knew one thing. Labor in childbirth, while it ain't quite squeezing toothpaste out of a tube, right? Now, when those labor pains begin, it's painful, takes a long time, and there's no rushing baby. There is no rushing baby. Baby will come when baby comes. All the mothers in the baby's room there know what I'm talking about. (laughs) See, your mind is concentrating on the moment. You're in it. It's hard. You're thinking, when is this going to be over? How much longer? When is my blessing coming? Lord, help me. Suddenly, waiting patiently has a whole new meaning. That's pretty cool. 
So how does he how does he manage? He's still before the Lord, he waits patiently for him, all through what life is is handing him. He delights in our God. He has to trust in the Lord, the provider. Because in Romans 8, verse 28, it says, In all things God works for the good of those who love him. So when we look at verse 3, it spoke about trusting in the Lord, right? The next, it said, Commit your way to the Lord, verse 5. Verse 34 says, Hope in the Lord and keep his way. Hope, trust, commit, keep his way. See, hope is a confident expectation that there's something better, there's something greater. And so Sleepy was remembering a time when there was something special that he was trying to saddle up to, you know. How you doing? And how, would, how, how did that come about? He had to create a relationship, right? He would spend time with that person. They'd make memories together. Sometimes they'd just be quiet together and enjoy each other's company. And that's what God is saying. Spend time with him. Get, him to know, get to know him better. Draw near to him. And you know what? God will draw near to you. The reality, though, is that life is full of things demanding your time. So Sleepy was thinking to himself, well, man, there's, there's people that demand my time all the, all the time. There's, there's work and there's mates and there's sport. There's some people, actually, that they might have a problem with poor old Sleepy. Some, he often he thought, oh, these people are so against me. They don't like me. Could be my religion. They're not in agreement with it. They, oh, that's just so against me. Lord, do you know what? The Bible says in verse 16. Oh, no, wait, I'm jumping ahead. In verse 12. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. In verse 13. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. See, the wicked sometimes we think, ah, oh, they've, they've got it all. What's the point of me being so good at, at, at being a goody? But you know what? The Bible says in verse 16. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many. That's impactful. Some, some, some scriptures say the wealth of many wicked. That's a lot. So deep down, Sleepy knew that he would prefer God's ways. Yes, the wicked did seem to have it all sometimes. But there's a blessing in verse 16, you see. A little with righteous. Righteousness is better. In verse 23, it talks about the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. How awesome is this verse? The maker of the universe, your creator, is making your steps firm. You ever walked along the beach on soft sand? Old old sleeper would walk, when he was awake, he would walk along that beach in soft sand. And uh, it was a lot easier. But... On solid, solid ground, he'd also he'd traverse much further and faster. But there were times where he would suddenly stumble. He had, you know, there was a moment in life where something would happen. Oh, thank the Lord for 24. Psalms 20, uh, 37 verse 24. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. The Lord upholds him with his hand. This is the creator of the universe. He's there with you. Oh, I got you. In Psalms, sorry, in verse 17, it says... The second half of it. But the Lord upholds the righteous. Remember that word cool? When it's not so cool? Well, Psalms 34 verse 15 says, God keenly watches us. 
He's attentive to the cry of the righteous. Thank you, Lord. Through those moments where it's just not ending. Psalms 37 verse 25, I was young, but now I'm old. And yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken. 28, for the Lord loves the just and he will not forsake the faithful ones. See, at first, Sleepy had been seeing instructions, but now he's beginning to see blessings. He's beginning to see treasures unfolding in front of him in God's instructions and, and his, not just his instructions and commands, but he wants to. God is keenly delighting us, watching us, never forsaking us. All the scriptures, the verses that we've missed out in between here, go read them at home in Psalm 37. They're about the injustices. The things that, oh, the nasty, the, the folk who are against you, etc. And you know what? That's up to God. If you read those, God's got all of that. You don't need to worry about that. He sorts out the injustice. What's up to you is the choice to connect with God deeply, passionately, understanding Him, desiring Him, mentally making that decision too. Because you know what? The bird says it many times through us. He's all for us when we're all for him. So verse 39 says, The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in a time of trouble. Now if we had to zoom out of this little treasure map here, we'd find that it's linked with multiple other treasure maps. There's, there's links in the Bible. It all, it all connects. And we'd find a scripture in Acts 3 verse 19. It's another treasure map. In that one it says, if we repent, if we're sorry, and we turn to God, we delight in God, he wipes away our sins. It's forgiven. And he refreshes us. So are we delighting in God? Are we digging deep into God? Passionately. He's got all of this lined up for us. Or are we just calling ourselves Christians with a ticket to heaven? See, once we have made the conscious decision to accept him, his forgiveness, he comes in like a refreshing wind, like a cool wind on a hot day. So in the end, Sleepy realized that he was not going to find contentment in the things of this world, his flash boat. Rather, he found that his contentment was beginning to take the shape The same as Romans 1 verse 16, where he wasn't ashamed of the gospel because it became the power of God that brings salvation to him and to everyone. So rather now, we've mapped out Psalms 37 and we found something personal. We found something God-given, loaded with instruction, loaded with warning, and a treasure full of blessings. All we need to do is follow with the right heart, a heart that delights in our Lord, loves Him, loves others. By living righteously, we can be used by God, shining out to others, and hopefully drawing them into God. So Lord, thank you for your promises, thank you Lord for your mercy, and thank you Lord for your grace. Amen.